sunshine bitches welcome to just a quick pinch i'm your host connie wang happy month anniversary you guys so it's been exactly one month since two 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 when this podcast launched so you know what's kind of funny um when jimmy and i first started dating we actually celebrated our month anniversary like you can go look jimmy legit made an instagram post saying like happy birthday or happy month anniversary to the world's best girlfriend or whatever um and i think it's like kind of lame but also kind of cute but the funniest thing about this is that uh we celebrated at a buffalo wild wings so i just think this story is funny because back then going to Buffalo Wild Wings was like kind of like pulling out all the stops because you had to drive kind of far off campus to get to that Buffalo Wild Wings so I I just remember thinking like this man has a car and he's gonna drive me on a highway like getting to Buffalo Wild Wings wasn't just some background our first date was also at a cheesecake factory just so you know so our love was really just like built on chain restaurants I also laugh because when Jimmy and I first started dating, I thought I was like some hot shit or something to be dating a guy two classes above me in pharmacy school. Like I was like, this man has his whole ass white coat already. Little did I know um, his love of Power Rangers and video games. But I just remember one time he invited me to his like off campus, might I add, house. Um, and we had a bottle of um, Yellowtail Moscato. I mean, like, I don't think we had the whole bottle, um, but that was an undergrad classic, the Yellowtail Moscato. And I just remember being like, oh my god, I'm here to just drink wine that came from a bottle, like, not even a bag or a box in a glass cup, like a glass receptacle that's not a red solo cup. So, yeah, let's just say the romance of, uh, of undergrad is something else. But I digress. This week in No Relation, ladies, we are discussing dressing for success. Okay, it is interview, conference, networking season, and so I just wanted to make this like a complete girl's guide to um, not having to dress like old men to be taken seriously, unless that's your style, in which case, I like it, Picasso. I can't stop saying that from TikTok. Okay, here's the thing. On one hand, I want everyone to look cute when, you know, we're doing our our little hot girl career things, you know? You never know when you're gonna meet the love of your life with, with their wine from a bottle and their cheesecake factory fine dining. But on the other hand, I honestly feel to my core that dressing for success goes deeper than that. Okay, so I want you listening to this right now to show up to every conference room, every interview table as your truest, best, bad bitch self. And I can promise you doing that in clothes or shoes you're unsure of is not it. So this episode isn't going to be one of those like, here are the rules, follow this, follow that, this is in, this is out. Because honestly, what looks and feels good is different to everyone. So instead, what I did was I identified the like core rules of thumb that are applicable to honestly any style. Because regardless of your style, you deserve to, at the end of the day, feel confident, comfortable, and fearless going into these big life events. But First things first, Editing Connie, do you know what time it is? Uh, Editing Connie here, I really hate when she does this. Editing Jimmy here, I really love when she does this. What? (laughs) It's time for the Hot Girl Huddle. Alrighty guys, first things first, we got the healthcare horoscopes for this week, the week of March 21st. So this Tuesday, March 22nd, guys. Um... I wish I could give you good news at all times, but I don't know, something looks a little spicy here, uh, for lack of a better term. So we have a situation with Mars, who's a little aggressive, with Uranus, who's, hee hee, kind of funny, um, just kidding, Uranus, who's also a little unpredictable. Um, This happens only one to two times a year, so just know 
you know, this Tuesday, March 22nd, things can get a little heated. Uh, try not to push things too much because it's, it's already gonna be what looks like a bit of a volatile day. The self-help person in me reading about this day also senses it's a good day to maybe like reflect on any anger you might feel and ask yourself the questions of, you know, like, what is this really about? What, is, what does this really mean? That kind of stuff. Then, this Sunday, there's a little situation, um, that's just what I'm going to start calling these astrological things from now on, little situations, because I don't want to overboard anyone with um, lingo, but there's a situation with Mercury and Aries. Again, I see a lot of things going on with communication, maybe even miscommunication. Um, I read something, too, about like new flings and friendships, potentially, this weekend, but also debates and short tempers. So, all in all, like I said, spicy week, but... I think we'll be good. I just, I, I don't know. I just feel the need to end things on a positive note, okay? That's all for healthcare horoscopes this week. Next, time for the I Asked You Answered. Alrighty, so for this week's I Asked You Answered, this one is from a week ago. I asked you guys on Instagram, what is something you guys really like that other people love to hate on? So, in other words, what do you guys want justice for? So, Number one, justice for y'all woke up and chose violence today. Uh, the amount of people that said skinny jeans and side parts. So I guess we're just declaring war on the Gen Zs today. Um, I literally remember, I thought I was like a sex symbol. My first pair of skinny jeans that I wore to school with ballet flats and like my little Lauren Conrad headband. Yeah, I know. Middle school Jimmy would have been uh, shaking at his etnies. The funny thing about this is Jimmy actually still wears etnies, <laughs> but um, that's for another episode. Uh, and just a quick tip for all the boyfriends out there, if you too would like a pair of Etnies in 2022, all you need to go is go to etnies.com and you'll find hundreds of pairs to choose from, including some of the classics. I, uh, in particular got the Low Cut 2, uh, which was the classic shoe I also wore in 7th grade. No girls wanted to talk to me then. I've already trapped Connie, therefore I can go back to wearing Etnies, and you too can do that good sirs good day to you by the way guys that was uh not an ad for ennies or ennies is not endorses podcast yeah, but Etnies if they would like to uh i mean sure why not interested. we wouldn't say no okay next justice four now i'm saying these next two with my whole chest bloody mary's people just love to shit on bloody mary's and people are like it's like you're drinking cold tomato soup and i'm just like you're acting like that's supposed to be a bad thing uh and i'm not really understanding where this hostility is coming from i think bloody mary's are delicious second thing i'm saying with my whole chest slim motherfucking gyms i love cured meat I love cured meat so much. I love cured meat. How many times can I say this? Why do I keep saying this? Um, I don't get why it's okay for girls to be like all cute with their little charcuterie boards and our precious little prosciutto, but like why can't we normalize women and our Slim Jims? Like fucking avocado toast. Just give me a Slim Jim for breakfast and I'm good. Um, editing Connie here. I don't, I don't, I don't think we were in the right frame of mind when, when we were recording this. We still love avocado toast. Okay, she didn't really mean it. The person that submitted Slim Jims is probably like, um, I... Actually, I'm, I'm not really sure if breakfast is what I meant, but... Okay, along the same lines, honeydew, you guys know. So I gotta hand it to you guys. I used to call honeydew the hotel breakfast fruit. Um, I may have even referred to it as the conference fruit here and there. I, I just, I thought it was the kind of thing where it was like a filler fruit at events. But you know what? I have the self-awareness to say, I was wrong. I was wrong. I think I'm a honeydew girl now. Um, and I, ironically, I tried it at a conference and it was really good, so... 
Yeah. Anyways, this is just turning into an episode about foods that I like. But uh, this last one made me laugh. They said justice for Pitbull, both the dog and the artist. I agree. I mean, like, with the dogs, come on. Like, Pitbulls are the most lovable and sweet cutest uh ellie's actually part pitbull so i think it kind of shows with how cuddly she is but also the artist like i feel like he gets shit for being like the go-to music for formals or weddings but i mean come on dale am i right i think i just butchered dale editing connie here yet again girl this is this is embarrassing i i am so sorry you guys but i must say timber by uh pitbull with kesha was the backbone of my freshman year in college like i literally I, I physically cannot stop myself if I hear the opening, like, what, like, what, what is it, a harmonica? I cannot stop myself. If I hear that harmonica, I must proceed to hit the dance floor. If you're in the bathroom, you're running out. If, if you're at the bar, leave your drinks. Anyways, now time to close Hot Girl Huddle with the weekly spit talk. Alrighty, you guys, for spit talk this week, we are coming hot off the presses. Um, I may or may not have shed a tear or two in front of my patient today <laughs> in like kind of like a, I don't know, like good way, I guess, not like a bad way. Um, it, honestly, like I wasn't like sobbing or anything, but I just, I love my patients so much. They are so sweet. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I was just like very overwhelmed today. Maybe it's like the whole planetary, like volatileness that I just said, but I was just feeling really overwhelmed at school um with the appointment and well not even just the appointment it was more like we had a competency later and I was stressed about that and then I think my patient could tell so she was just like you're doing a good job and then that's just like made me tear up because like do you ever just want to cry when someone's really nice to you um so to hear like oh you're like doing a good job just was like really nice but anyways um I wasn't planning on mentioning that but it seemed timely enough to mention we're on that like level now with me and you guys we're close um not that you can really talk back to me, but <laughs> we're close in my head. Um, so yeah, we are currently really in the trenches right now. We are doing board studying. We are doing school. We're seeing patients. We're doing workshops. We're doing rotations. We're doing competencies. Um, I'm just really excited for springtime coming up because once I'm done with boards in April, uh, it's Jimmy's brother's wedding. We have Ellie's gotcha day coming up. I'm doing externship in May, so I'm just so ready for boards to be over because I feel like, I don't know if anybody of you guys have experienced this before when you're taking boards, I just feel like my life is on hold right now until I can take it, so am I ready to take it right now? No, but do I wish I could just take it? Yeah, so yeah, that's all I have for spit talk today. <laughs> Anyways, now time to get to the main episode. Alrighty, you guys, so I thought a good way to format this uh, styling episode is I asked you guys first off, what questions do you guys have for me to answer about dressing for success? Because it's the kind of thing no one really tells you how to do um, in pharmacy school. That was like my first taste of dressing business casual or, or professional or whatever, because we used to have to dress up for lab, conferences, rotations. Um, so that's where I picked up all of these things along the way. So Number one, first question was where to buy professional dresses that are cute and flattering. Okay, so in terms of professional dresses and professional clothes in general, you can go about it like a couple ways. One, you have your stores that are made traditionally for specific like career hot girls, you know, like girls on the go. Um, I'm talking like Loft, Banana Republic. You can find some great like career girl things at TJ Maxx and Marshalls. So here's the thing that I learned that makes something look quote unquote professional and this is what makes these places career geared is actually two things one their fabric and two their cuts that's it 
things you buy from these stores, one, their fabric is made of the traditional professional styles of fabric that looks really nice and good quality and professional. And two, the cuts of these stores are more conservative. So you're never really going to find anything too revealing in these like the lofts, the Banana Republics, whatever. So knowing this, I'm actually a big proponent of shopping at more casual stores like H&M and Zara too. Um, because I mean like one, you save your money. But I think as long as you're aware that what makes something look professional, like I said, is the fabric or the cut, then you can use that as a compass to find good pieces in these more casual places. Besides fabric and cut, I also noticed a more professional leaning way to wear color is with jewel tones. So think like emerald, navy, maroon. Um, those were always my go-to when I was looking at places like H&M and Zara and looking for more professional things. Also speaking about fabric and shopping and you know these different price points, one way to look more professional and expensive than you actually are is to get a couple pieces with unique textures because what happens if is if you add these things into your um, outfit, they add a little extra element of like luxe into your outfit. So I'm talking mixing in things like suede, mix in leather, mix in satin. This kind of elevates normal pieces and it adds a little bit more like visual appeal. Um, try mixing in textures like velvet or prints like tortoiseshell or tortoiseshell. So prints like tortoiseshell and even animal prints like leopard and zebra, they can be kind of like neutrals if you do them the right way in like small neutral pops of them. So don't feel like if, if your place is like more casual, like say business casual, you can get away with doing stuff like that. Alternatively, if you're someone that doesn't want to put too much thought into your professional wardrobe, like you just want to run into a store and grab something, you know, and you want to know that everything will go together and look professional, that's where running into like Loft and Banana Republic is good. Because like honestly, you can mix and match literally anything in the store and it'll all go together. Okay, also while we are speaking about textures, I know I'm kind of jumping all over the place here with like dresses and shoes and whatever, um, but this is just kind of like my shopping tips. While we're here, I want you guys to know that it's easier to find cheap light colored patent leather pumps. So patent leather pumps are kind of like a go-to in my like professional wardrobe, but it's easier to find cheap light patent leather pups that look expensive than it is to find cheap black ones that look nice because something about the darkness of like black pumps with the patent leather it kind of can give away more easily if it's cheaply made um like it'll have that like extra shiny cheap look i don't really know i don't even know if this is a rule this is just like what i've learned over time myself um, so yeah, if I'm gonna go with like a black shoe, I try to go for more like the non-patent leather kind, like the non-super shiny kind. Or if you are doing patent where it is like on the shinier side, a, a light color um, typically like looks more expensive. Anyways, back to Zara and H&M. I found dresses and skirts for rotations there before. Um, what it comes down to for fabric with me is just make sure nothing looks too thin, nothing nothing too see-through, you know? I personally love dark colors, especially from these places because they hide sweat stains better and Lord knows uh, I sweat a lot at these events. I need as much um, pit protection as possible. And when you're shopping at these places, keep your three kind of like basics in mind. One, nothing too low on the chest area, obviously. Two, nothing too short on the bottoms and three nothing too tight in the butt area so something that typically looks more professional has more structure to it and is a thicker material because by nature those pieces don't really like cling to your butt as much or like ride up um, like you want something dependable and you don't want to be fixing your outfit too much every now and then so I would stand with my hands by my side and you want to be slightly a tad lower than that. Anything higher than like your like where your hands fall when you're standing up with your arms by your side. Um, anything higher than that is probably way too short and anything that hits your knee, I personally felt like kind of frumpy in. So a good sweet spot for me was like a couple more inches above my knee. Um, 
But again, everyone's body is kind of different. So like the general rule of thumb, honestly, is like if you feel uncomfortable in it, if you feel a little bit scandalous in it, or if you feel like very pilgrim vibes in it, just don't wear it. There's, I promise you, there's going to be something out there that makes you feel like a million bucks. So yeah, when it comes to professional wear, when it comes to what you're going to wear for like an like your dream interview or um, like a great conference that you're excited for, just make sure that you're comfortable and confident and fit is honestly everything when it comes to that. So another huge thing to looking put together is just the role of proportions and balance. Um, so if you have a dress that you worry about is on the shorter side, but you still want to wear it, just don't pair it with high heels since high heels really accentuate how short dresses are. In addition, um, if you add like a shorter, more cropped jacket, that can make a dress seem longer as well. Whereas adding a long blazer to a shorter dress kind of just accentuates how much leg you're showing and it, it seems less appropriate. But a good rule of thumb I did was usually I would do like a flowy blouse or top with a tighter bottom. Um, since I have like a slightly larger chest, I guess, um, I didn't want to wear anything too revealing on the top, but I also didn't want to look too frumpy with like both loose tops and bottoms. So I chose something usually like a little bit more cinched in and more form fitting for the bottom. So like what it comes down to when I'm saying proportions and balance, it's mixing loose and flowy pieces with more structured and like sharp lined pieces. As a woman, sometimes there's this like subconscious need to make ourselves feel or like look more masculine, I guess, to like kind of fit in with professional attire. Um, but there's definitely a way to dress respectfully for events, but also still feel good about how you look. Also, I think another big game changer from going from like looking good to looking put together together, you know, is the accessories. So when I was on rotations, I found that adding a necklace or bag was honestly what helped take something to the next level, like a cool statement necklace or like a cute structured bag. So for professional looking bags, a nice leather bag you really can't go wrong with, with like a structured shape um, is the most common go-to. The structure just help again with things looking less frumpy. It kind of gives a more professional air to it. When you go to like conferences and stuff like that, Honestly, I think it's because it like holds paper well and you don't want your paper to be like crumpled and stuff like that. So you guys also asked about cute and comfortable shoes. Is it possible? Cry emoji. <laughs> okay, yeah, so I have advice for both heels and non-heeled shoes. So here's the first thing, I guess, regardless of what kind of shoe it is. Everyone has different reasons why a shoe is uncomfortable because everyone's feet are different. So you kind of have to know your foot in a weird way and adjust accordingly. So for example, my feet are not super wide, so I can manage with uh, pointed toed shoes, which for professional events, pointed toe shoes will always look more professional and sophisticated than a round toe. It's just kind of like is, I don't know why. Um, but if you know that your feet are on the wider side, not only look for wide-toed shoes, but also they make inserts like gel and soft band-aid kind of like inserts. And you can even add band-aids, like if you just want to go like the, the standard route, just add band-aids to the inside on the sides of those shoes. Um, and that can help with the abrasiveness if you have like wider feet. Another thing, so my feet, they're not wide, they're actually super narrow on the back, like the heel part. So my foot, the problem is my foot tends to pop out of my shoes. So if that's the case for you, or you feel like your feet are loose in certain areas of the shoe, um, one, like, I mean, sizing down in general usually helps me. Um, but they also make little things, like I said before, that you can stick to the sides in the back to help the grip of your foot to the shoe. So I like to do that, honestly. Like a lot of the times it is about the shoe, but sometimes it's, you can work around the shoe if you really like your shoes. Other things in general, so for heels, stiletto heels look more sophisticated, but they're harder to walk in. So if you're someone that doesn't feel super confident with stiletto heels, then go for a block heel. Like the chunkier the bottom, the more supportive it'll feel. Um, the comfort honestly comes more, I think, from like having the right size shoe. And like I said, having the shoes like adjusted for your foot. 
but for me personally so when I was interviewing I was like oh okay I want to be like comfy right so then I had these like ugly ass like I don't know I just like hated my shoes um when I was like first starting in like professional fashion and that kind of made me feel self-conscious because like I didn't like the shoe I felt ugly in it so yes even though objectively stiletto heels are not the most comfy and the easiest to walk in I personally I feel like a bad bitch I feel so much better I look so much better when I'm wearing stiletto heels so I'll always go for a stiletto heel so don't let me like telling you all these rules and stuff don't let me dictate that it's up to you to really know like what makes you feel confident because like I've learned since I like stiletto heels so much I've learned how to walk in them I've, I've taught myself to get used to that oh did you guys just hear Ellie yawn she's so cute okay and if you're not gonna be in a setting with heels for example like in hospitals on rotations like I said, pointed toe is kind of the key a lot of times. Pointed toe ballet flats I love and they're more comfortable if you need a heel alternative. Platform loafers. Um, these are like so in right now with the whole like academia trend going on. Um, yeah, platform loafers are great. I kind of think of them as like the Crocs for professional shoes because they're definitely more comfy and less like traditionally feminine, I guess. But yeah, honestly, for days where like you're going to be on your feet a lot, platform loafers or dare I say Dansko clogs. Like... Honestly, maybe we can make clogs a look. I, I think clogs are, like, coming back in. Because, like, do you remember those Birkenstock clogs that, like, we used to wear in middle school? Those are back in. So, yeah, I mean, the clogs that, like, people wear in hospitals, honestly, they're kind of similar. I don't know. I'm just talking ourselves into this. I also feel like in some super casual places, you could get away with doing, like, a cool boot. As long as it doesn't come up too high, um, you can even put, like, bootleg pants or, like, slacks over it. And then you can't really tell it's a boot. Some places might even just let you wear boots in general, like certain hospitals, a nice Chelsea boot or a chunky heeled boot or like a sleek booty, that could still work too. So don't knock the boots, try them. Okay, question about dress code and length of pieces. So there are a couple of categories when it comes to dress codes. We got business casual and then we got formal business attire. So formal business attire is honestly what you like usually think of with corporate world. So think pantsuits and blazers. This is more what interviews are like, whereas non-interview settings of healthcare, business casual usually rules like conferences and networking events. So the difference is formal business is literally like three colors. It's like navy blue, gray, and black. That's it. Maybe, maybe a cream if you're going wild and it's like a Friday. But lighter colors in general are more casual. So when you think of formal business attire, think of like super structured fits. This is, like I said, what what I would wear to an interview simply because as much as you do want to stand out, you kind of want to be remembered more for like who you are and you don't want to feel awkward if you visibly feel like you stand out the most with your outfit. Unless you're, I don't know, unless you have a really compelling reason why you would want to stand out, I feel like formal business is like the best way to go with interviews. There's definitely ways you can incorporate your personality more with like a bracelet or a necklace that tells a story or like a cute hair clip, but the base of what I wore to my dental school interviews was a nice structured, not too long, not too short skirt or dress with, if, if I was doing a skirt, I would pair that with a sleeveless satin or silk neutral kind of like blouse i like sleeveless because then it looks very seamless and cute and you can tuck it in really easy into a skirt um and i like satin and silk just because it's like a like i said before it's like a nice elevated way to kind of look a little more luxe i guess you could say i would put a cute structured blazer over that nothing too too oversized nothing too too tight um again key is fit and then i i did these short pointed toe pumps so that was like my formula for interviews and that was both comfortable but then I also felt like good about myself 
So that was formal business attire. Um, but yeah, I would probably go with formal business attire if I was doing interviews. Whereas for business casual, there's prints, there's colors, there's more of a casual vibe to it. And a lot of networking events after um, like days at a conference are like this. And the last um, dress code, I guess, that you might see with healthcare is cocktail business attire. So this can be at certain networking events. Cocktail basically just means there's some type of flair to it. So for women, it's like statement jewelry, maybe interesting tights or like unique sleeves, a nice clutch or a bag or just more, more an embellishment in general. Oh my god, I almost said embezzlement. <laughs> that is very different. Although I'm sure embezzlement can happen in textured tights as well. But yeah, think embellishment. Think like kind of glam. Maybe a little bit Gatsby. Ooh, I don't know. So, okay, you guys asked clinically appropriate clothes for people who don't wear scrubs. Um, if So when I was on rotations in pharmacy school, I was in mostly hospital settings. If you wear a white coat, I used to actually always plan my outfit with my white coat in mind. Like I treated it like a blazer. So first, nothing too thick underneath because I hated feeling like I was bulging out of my white coat with like sweaters and stuff like that. That also means, you know, plan ahead. Like you can't have your dress or skirts be too short underneath because then it kind of looks like you're not wearing pants and it's uncomfortable. So honestly, for clinic, I used to have like four to five go-to blouses. Usually, like I said before, these are like short, no sleeves, so I could wear them under, you know, the white coat or if it was a crazy day and I wasn't wearing my white coat, I could do like a cardigan or a sweater and I would mix and match that with neutral bottoms. So I think like a helpful rule of thumb is to have two to three flowy tops and then two to three structured form-fitting tops and then two to three flowy bottoms, and then two to three structured, um, more form-fitting pants. So that way you can really mix and match with the proportions like I mentioned before. And like I said, like a good way if you wanna like wear color without being too crazy is jewel tones. You really can't go wrong with jewel tones. So emerald, navy, maroon, those are my go-to for professional like clinical wear. You guys asked best white coat ceremony outfits. So this might differ depending on the school. So feel out the vibe. But in general, most schools go with a business like cocktail kind of attire dress code, like I said. Like honestly, in recent years, I've seen more and more people with jumpsuits, which is super cute, especially if they're like cinched in at the waist and have a nice dressy fabric. But for dresses, honestly, what it comes down to again, it's not going too short because you know, it's just kind of like uncomfortable. There's family there, there's faculty there. You, you want to make sure that you're respectful, right? Trying on the white coat and knowing where the white coat falls on you since everyone's a different height. Doing the whole like standing up and putting your hands by your side and seeing where your hands fall. You don't want to go too high above where your hands are. Nothing too tight or thin. Jewel tones, like I said, look good, especially with the white coat, but you can also rock like pastels and prints. Just keep in mind, prints usually make something look more casual. So if it's a print, make sure that the fabric kind of makes up for that and can add like a nice like elevated touch. But honestly, yeah, for white coat, you can kind of like do whatever you want with it. I think if I had to, I think if I was looking for a dress for white coat right now, I would probably look on... Okay, editing Connie here. Since recording, I thought of a couple places. Um, Nordstrom and Windsor has pretty good cocktail dresses as well. Lulu's the website. Um, if you just search cocktail dresses on Google, these are usually your best bet. Also, Express has some pretty cute kind of like business casual almost dresses. H&M, Zara, like I said. Uh, if you go with like Loft and Banana Republic, you really can't go wrong. That's like the staple for like a lot of people. 
But yeah, even sometimes also on ASOS, ASOS has some pretty cute dresses and depending on like the cut of the dress, there's a way to do, like their dresses could be like appropriate for white coat ceremony too. Okay, details for people on a budget. Honestly, the low-key biggest way to find cheap big ticket items like blazers and coats that are normally expensive, besides going to stores like TJ Maxx and Marshalls where it's off season but still good brands, which by the way, love TJ Maxx and Marshalls for professional clothing. Um, but no, the other biggest way to get cheap items is thrifting. I cannot stress enough. There have been so many amazing name brand blazers that I've seen thrifting before. And people generally, like, I've noticed when people donate their blazers, they're not really as worn in much. I think a lot of people, like, literally buy a blazer for, like, a nice event. And then they put it in their closet and then they forget about it and then they donate it. So don't knock thrifting until you try it because you could get like a relatively like unworn name brand item, which is awesome. Also, look for factories and outlets. Those are my go-to in pharmacy school. Like I shopped at Loft and Banana Republic outlets for all my clothes back then. And for basics, like when I need like a nice undershirt or t-shirt or neutral tank, Zara's my go-to because it's so cheap. Um, okay, you guys ask best scrubs that are inexpensive, so my personal favorites, I know everyone loves their figs, their genus, their, their whatevers. I personally feel like sometimes they're a little too thick for me, maybe I should be ordering a size up, I don't know. But my favorite is Swishy Athletic Material Scrubs because it kind of just cinches you in the right areas and then it flows over the others. So my favorite line, um, I hope you guys go out and try this because it's literally my favorite, it's called the Butter Soft line of scrubs from Uniform Advantage because their athletic material is so nice to work in. It's so breathable. They actually make jogger scrubs look good on me, even though usually I look like MC Hammer or something in joggers. Um, and for top and bottom, each of them can be anywhere from like $10 to $20, which is so much better than the price point of like $40 for a top and bot or for a top and then $40 for a bottom. Like, I don't think it should cost you $100 to get scrubs. I honestly don't. Um, but yeah, my my secret is out. So when in doubt, go with athletic material and athletic feeling scrubs because they look and feel way better. Trust me. Last but not least, you guys asked about capsule wardrobes. I kind of gave like a rundown. So for those of you guys that don't know, a capsule wardrobe is kind of a minimalistic way to live where you just have a couple of standard pieces and then you can mix and match them um in different sort of ways different outfits and that's honestly kind of like how i lived with rotations in professional outfits it's kind of like what i described earlier so if i had to make a capsule wardrobe for my professional attire today i would do like i said two flowy sleeveless or short sleeve tops two structured form-fitting tops maybe with sleeves two flowy bottoms and then two structured pants and then maybe like one to two nice structured dresses that you can throw in there too and then with shoes of a, you need like one good reliable flat shoe like a loafer or a flat like a pointed toe flat and one comfy heel and that's really all you need like you don't need a ton of stuff people don't really like pay that much attention so if you can mix and match all those things that i just mentioned into a capsule wardrobe i think you're good to go so yeah i hope that was helpful for you guys out there um i tried to include more like tricks of the trade kind of stuff that i've picked up along the way if you guys have any more questions about dressing professional outfits what to wear to whatever um leave a review for me or you know I mean if you like what you heard also leave a review but leave a review and that way I can reach out to you guys after uh, I hope you enjoyed this episode thank you so much for listening and I will see you guys next week bye